Mr. Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hello, Holly. Esther's going to have to cut like seven minutes of us talking about dogs and executive dysfunction. (laughs) Or I guess just move it. (laughs) Just move it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it caught like half of what I was saying. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, that's true. Who knows? Well, Esther, you just got back from a trip literally 20 minutes ago. So how was your trip? How did everything go? Uh, everything went well. I did not die in the mountain, so that's always good, a bonus. Good. I did not injure myself coming off the mountain. Double a bonus because it was raining, like sprinkling the whole entire hike. Oh my gosh. The whole time. It was like mist sprinkling. And then on the way back down, it was like raining. So, <laughs> and they, and, and again, I must complain about like, fuck you rocks. Like there were like rocks jutting out of everywhere from this pathway. And I'm like, how can they not just do like dirt pathways like everybody else? You're going to get back to the U.S. and you're going to be like, oh, the National Park Service really is fantastic. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, please, please. Give me some graded trails. Because they're they're really nice, but they're also like, there's no switchbacks. Like, we're like, like, easy up the mountain. It's like all vertical and like all stone pathways. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to smash my head open trying to come off this mountain. We I did mean, have switchbacks two... can feel so, so annoying when you're actually doing them, but they're still infinitely better to just like scrambling up a sheer cliff. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there was one portion yesterday where it was like the last push to get up to the, to the peak of the mountain. And, um, it's basically almost vertical on the way down. Uh, we also had to do it on the way down. It's even worse on the other side to get down. Oh. And two Koreans all of a sudden rushed past my friend and I, like that because we were being too slow and I'm like, excuse oh, me, it's so they raining. Were you. Yeah. They're like, they're the rocks are wet and we, there's not much space. If they had fallen over, if they had knocked us, we would have gone off the mountain. Oh like, my gosh. How stressful. I've not even, it was, I was, I was so mad at these people cause they were like obnoxious the entire like time on the back, on the way back up. They were like in a rush and they were yelling at each other the whole time. But <laughs> I'm just like, okay. How do they yes. end up being like so busy and fast to have to push past you, but also so slow that they're like in your general vicinity the entire time? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, in my, what blows my mind is that like, like I, you know, I have hiking poles. I'm trying to be as safe as possible. Yeah. But some of some of the people were just like scrambling down. I'm like, how are your knees not like shredded? Yeah. I don't understand it. So yeah, anyway. that seems really it was a good, risky. Well, good. I mean, I'm glad. Good, I'm, good hike is relative. Where was but, it? It was it was Halasan, which is like the tallest mountain in Korea. Oh, okay. So you had to fly so was, there. We had to fly to the island that it's on. Oh, okay. And we okay, spent a cool. few days on the island and then came back. Okay, so, that sounds yeah. so much like so much fun. Yeah, I kind of realized like yesterday that I hadn't talked to you in like <laughs> several days, and I was <laughs> yes. like, oh, I guess Esther's still on her trip. It just like. I just forgot. Time doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. I saw your Instagram stories and I was like, oh, she's doing something. <laughs> like, well, we had literally like every morning when, after we had landed, we'd woken up at like four 30 in the morning to start a hike. Like wow. every morning. Like one morning was a hike in a different place. One morning was a, like hike in the big mountain. So like by the time we stopped, because we went around the entire Island, like counterclockwise. I am just a going. You have just had such a personal transformation about your love of hiking. <laughs> Do you, Over the last I, couple months. do you know where it came from? I figured it out. Yeah, tell me. Antidepressants. <laughs> because. 
Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> because I used to hate hiking because how in my head I would be about like being oh, yeah. too slow. Yeah. You know, like when you're like in that kind of like solace and you're talking to people, but you're still like in your brain your thoughts begin to be obsessive. And that's yeah. what I hated about hiking was yeah. that because yeah. I was always super down on myself. All the thoughts that were coming into my head would not make any sense. And I was just spiraling the whole time. Yeah. Interesting. And to depress it's made a difference. And I realized I was like, well, Esther, when did you start kind of liking hiking? Oh, after you started taking Wellbutrin. Great. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The power of modern medicine. Jeez, I know, right? Somebody who like literally like when we were at the San Diego Zoo, you're like, oh yeah, one thing about me is that I absolutely hate hikes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You being like, 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 oh yeah, we hiked around the entire island every single day. I woke <laughs> up at four thirty to go on hikes. Like what? That is wild. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Anna this morning was like, the hikes. can we at least sleep in until like eight? <laughs> People are going to start rebelling against you. You're going to turn into the Tom Adams. It wasn't specifically me, okay? But I did wake up at six this morning and didn't go back to sleep. So there we go. <laughs> and meanwhile, this morning, I woke up at five so we could record at six. And then I just like somehow lost an entire hour of time from like staring at my dog being adorable and like thinking adorable. about all the shit I have to do today. <laughs> you know. We all have our own morning rituals. Right, exactly. We win some, we lose some. Not, I'm not always like that in the morning, but when I am, it's actually, I I am always like that in the morning on these specific, specific circumstances, which we're experiencing right now. Somehow it's still like chilly and we're like experiencing marine layers, even though we're like 50 miles inland. Like wow. it's full blown June. And right now the window was open when I was asleep. It was like very Ooh. cold in the room. You know, my ideal sleeping oh, sounds so nice. situation. And the yes. dog was being so freaking cute and sleeping Aww. like a human with her head on the pillow that I was like, we're in like the, a three level spooning situation where Mac is spooning Nathan and I'm spooning <laughs> Mac. And it's so cozy. Aww, that's so cute. I mean, that's so, why we need to do podcasts from bed. Like, if you could just, like, ASMR the I know, time. except for then everyone else would probably be awoken, and that would be annoying for them. Although, maybe if I did <laughs> ASMR style, Nathan would be able to sleep through it. He's a pretty good sleeper. Oh, that's I nice. Just be like, oh, oh, sorry. I just got startled because the whole house fan turned off, which makes, like, oh. a clank noise. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought Nathan was, like, coming into the frame really quick. <laughs> No, that would have been okay. less alarming. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that noise always surprises me because I never know when it's going to happen. And it does sound like somebody's like kind of slamming a window closed. Anyway, oh, shall we Shall we talk about Tara? We're doing the whole regular yes. two questions in a deck thing again Yay. today. So that's twice in a row, which is pretty Look at us. for us. It's really impressive it's almost like It's almost like we actually communicated with each other which decks we had around exactly. us right now so we have, like, that involves me just taking ideas. pictures of what i haven't packed yet okay you know what honestly maybe that's a good strategy for us maybe we should just be sending pictures of the decks we're getting to each other because then there's some every time we get new decks visual... we send a picture yes because yeah, i need that like visual, some visual record of it because that's how i remembered all of your decks is when we were posting on instagram more often or posting like oh yeah. look what deck i got i remember it because i saw the deck so we need to just send, start yeah. sending pictures back to each other Wow, like five years in, we finally figured out a strategy. You know, just like just like me and hiking, figuring out the antidepressant thing, us and tarot decks, figuring out the pictures. Exactly. We're, we're working over time already. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> nailing it. Absolutely nailing it. Yes, yes, yes. All right, okay, you're picking so you're... a card for the day. Card of the day. Oh, 
Okay, the eight card of the day is the ooh, the eight of cups, and I know why this one has popped up for me. I mean, just just in either the eight of cups, far alerts, the eight of cups is one of the the cards that I've chosen for the deck that we're reviewing today. So, oh, interesting. Yes. That's kind of fun. Yes. We're having some so, eight of cups energy. We're moving on, <laughs> moving up, <laughs> moving on up. It's not calling us out for me being so sleepy and you oh, no. <laughs> being like, we need to leave. No more, <laughs> no. no more wildly tarot. No, like es- yeah. Uh, well, no, es- Esther is, is, is it's literally moving. So uh, in the eighth month, <laughs> that's true. Oh, no, in the eighth, You're having yeah. a lot of, oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. The synchronicity, Esther, you are moving yeah. in the eighth month. Yes. And I also guess. the eight of cups has such like good energy for that also because of the whole, like, Look at all that I've accomplished, and I am making yeah. the decision to leave. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I've, I've set these cups up; they're beautiful, and now I'm going to other to do other things in other places. Right, exactly. Like you were in a chat earlier talking about just tiny house living, traveling yes. the country. <laughs> yeah, going on or a North continent. American tour. In, going on a North American tour. North American tour with two My dogs. You can't say that and not explain. <laughs> well, I, I I have a potential Canadian fiance. Well, two actually potential Canadian fiancés. <laughs> They're very much in love, and this has nothing to do do with, with healthcare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, a, a Canadian government that is definitely listening. This has nothing to do with a marriage of convenience for your right. health care. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> this is true, true love. And, true love. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. What's not true love is this first question uh, from Maya. <laughs> Very perfect transition, <laughs> Esther. No <Thank> notes. <laughs> uh, Maya says, I'm at sort of a turning point in my academic and professional career. I'm currently halfway through a graduate program that I'm not thrilled with, although I've learned a lot, and I've realized that where I'm located is not where the sorts of companies I want to work for are. The problem is, I know exactly what I want to do, but it's going to take some entrepreneurial spirit to make it happen, and I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed with all the possibilities. My approach has just been to apply to everything. Internships paid only because fuck unpaid internships. Career jobs other grad schools, and I've even contacted the head of my department to see if it might be possible to finish my second year in a semester instead so I can get the hell out of this city, which I also have discovered is a bad fit. Uh, my question is, oh, stop it. Go away, keyboard. Okay. My question is this. <laughs> Could you maybe do a two paths, multiple paths, pull from my different grad schools, stay in current grad school, or go straight to work and finish grad school part-time options? I'm still waiting on responses, but I think I would feel better if I had a general sense of the different possibilities. Exciting stuff. I Yay. definitely knew people in my grad program who decided they didn't like it halfway through, but they did still yeah. finish. Although that's kind of a cost sunk fallacy thing. Yeah. I think, I feel like it's also like you, you find it to be normal because excuse me, like there's like an idealistic viewpoint when you start any grad program, like, like, Oh, and then all of a sudden you get halfway through and you're like this is not exactly what i thought i would like right totally thankfully mine went the other way where i was like i don't even know what i want to get out of this grad program and then i found something i really liked halfway through it (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right so i don't know multiple paths is 
hard when there are so many options. So we should should we do like a vibe check first and then maybe try to see if there's like yeah. two clear things that jump out and then we can do paths forward about those ones. Yeah. Let's do the vibe check. Okay. Let me move the mic just a little bit so I can If you hear crunching, it's it's Dooney enjoying the bone. Well, it's not an actual real bone. It's just his toy bone, but he's just going to he's town. Just so. go absolutely in heaven. Yes. Uh, I got the moon and the ten of wands, which is like not very helpful in narrowing stuff down, but very helpful in confirming how <laughs> the overwhelming burnout. this confusion is. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got the ten of cups, the four of cups, and the world. Huh. Ten of cups. I, four to, of the cups world to me world. means completion. So I think it's yeah. a completion of the graduate program at least. And then with the four of cups, it's almost like, yes, completion, even while knowing that you're missing out on something. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be like really good and kind of emotionally fulfilling to complete yeah. this task. Even if at the time you're sort of like, you feel I missing like out you're on something. Yeah. Missing yeah. Out. So to me, this feels like, completing the graduate program option. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, cause, like it acknowledges the burnout, the struggle that is going on currently, but also like presents that the option to, that will be most fulfilling right now would be to complete it. Right. Right. Because of the world. Yeah. Right. Totally. Because of the world and the 10 and of And even cups. if the moon and the 10 of wands is sort of like the idea of stepping into the unknown, which would be like, pursuing leaving early maybe could be stepping Uh into the unknown that's still gonna feel quite burdensome rather than completed like the world is like right so maybe then we should pull for the two paths of like trying to finish early versus like versus like the normal time yeah yeah like how much of a ten of wands are you willing to do Okay, How so we'll exhausted do... are we willing to let ourselves? Okay, so we'll do both paths for that then. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the first one okay. would be finishing early. No, okay, finishing. Well, yeah, because I do think finishing is what we're focusing on. Yeah. So finishing early. What did you get? I got the Knight of Pentacles and the Oh my gosh, me too. I got the Knight of Pentacles also. (laughs) We haven't had that happen in a while. Yeah. And the Two of Swords, you said? Yeah, Two of Swords. Okay, and I got the Knight of Pentacles and the Ace of Pentacles. Okay. So this was fin- I think the finishing early is definitely kind of the like rational thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the two of swords sort of like says that you kind of already know this that like yeah you kind of just need to go for it. it. Yeah, yeah. The having two knights is really saying like put a lot of energy into that. Like put a lot mm-hmm. of energy into the moving things so that you can get out of there early and then like have sort of that ace of pentacles, new beginning, new job situation happen earlier. But I think getting two knights of pentacles is really like wild. 
Yeah. Yeah. And encouraging, but like moving forward and putting all of your effort into moving forward in that area is definitely the right call. So yeah. let's pull two cards for taking the standard amount of time also. But I do think that that's. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Get two more matching cards. I like how I perceive both of us getting the same card as like more significant than Major Arcana. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. Well, I mean, here we go. Oh, uh oh. What did you get? I got the Three of Pentacles and the Hanged Man. Shut the fuck up. I also what? got the Three of Pentacles. That's so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird. Okay, well then, but actually that totally makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Graduating early is you striking out on your own with a knight. Uh Uh-huh. Staying for the whole entire time is three of pentacles. You're creating connections. You're creating, like, a teamwork environment. If you know that the field that you're in grad school for is not what you actually want to do, then maybe you don't have to worry about the teamwork. But the teamwork and, like, connectedness will be impacted by you leaving early. Right. What was the second? You got the hanged man. The hanged man. So I I think definitely it'll be ill- Okay, I think especially with the hangman, it'll feel like really like a drag, to be honest. Like, you'll be like, oh, can this finish already, sort of. Right. You'll feel like you're sacrificing your own movement with the Six of Swords also by sticking around. But it is going to potentially make people feel a little bit frustrated with you. Yeah, because if you're missing, like, certain out on certain stuff. But, you know... Yeah, but if you know that that's not really the field you want to go into, then I think that the two Knights of Pentacles with mm-hmm. the Two of Swords saying, like, girl, you already know this is what you want to do, and the Ace right. of Pentacles signifying, like, especially I'm using the Fifth Spirit Tarot and the Ace of Pentacles as a bulb. Oh, yes, yes, Like yes. a tulip bulb or probably some sort of other bulb, but some sort of plant bulb. And so mm-hmm. it feels like this huge, huge potential energy Uh, Yeah, like new jobs, new exciting places to live. All of those things are within that Ace of Pentacles. So even if you're ruffling a few feathers or like not even I don't think people are going to be mad at you, but I do think that it's going to be sad. People are going to feel like you're leaving them with the Six Mm -hmm. of Swords. Uh, The fact that both of us got Three of Pentacles, there are probably people who really love you and who don't want you to be done early. But I still think that like the growth potential, especially if you know that you're not going to be relying on those people for professional stuff. Is mm-hmm. much stronger if you aim to finish earlier. Yeah, and I think it also depends on the, the your career. If it depends on those connections, right. like the yeah. grass, you know, it it may be more detrimental than you're expecting. And so maybe think about that and how you can sort of avoid that as you make. You know, not I'm not telling you what decision to make. I'm just saying but potentially with the cards that, that we're drawn, yeah. right? You could potentially like overcompensate and keep those connections in different ways than you anticipated to begin with. Than just like ghosting everybody in your program. Yeah, exactly. Esther, I can't believe that we, for both questions, pulled this the same that card. Was so weird. That's so weird. That's so weird. So good. I think that yeah, my, and we're using and we're using different clear. decks, and we're using different decks. Because I'm using Morgan Greer. The messages are coming through strong for Maya. You've got something yes. going on. Well, well exciting. Luck, you have to let us know what you end up deciding to do. That's really exactly. exciting. That is super exciting. I like it. Yeah. Um, our second question is kind of similar. It also sort of involves career stuff. It's from Rachel. And Rachel says, I'm hoping you can give me some assistance to see if I'm heading in the right direction career-wise. I'm nearing the end of my two-year clinical herbalism program with hopes of working for myself. My imposter syndrome is taking over. <clears throat> Sorry. 
I'm a mom of two boys, five and eight, a wife, and my parents live with us. I work a full-time job and life is crazy. My husband is also hoping to start his own venture this year. Is now or ever the right time to pursue this path as a clinical herbalist? Should I put things on hold? Thanks for everything. Okay, I'm going to edit this out. My sister-in-law's name is also Rachel, spelled like that. And when you said, like, I was I was bracing for, like, I'm the mom of two, boy, two boys and a girl. <laughs> I was, like, bracing for it. I was like, oh. What if your sister-in-law were secretly very into herbalism? I I mean, she does have a garden, but she's also a Trump supporter. But that doesn't this include herbalists. So, as That's we have true. well known, that the the liberal circle is, circles back around yeah, to being a conservative exactly. weirdo. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. It wouldn't be that far of a stretch. So, All right, so, their question is: Is now the right time to pursue the path as a clinical herbalist? Question: Does that mean as like a full time herbalist? Does that mean as like a yeah, I think that's probably what she means because she works a full time job otherwise. Right. So, so like but she already is going... on the path of a clinical right. analyst because she's almost done with a two year program. Right. It. Right. Right. So I'm assuming like it would replace her, like to go toward it would replace her current situation. Full time job. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Maybe we pull cards kind of about that. Like, what is the best okay. path forward rather than is this the right time? And then right. maybe do some timing after that. Okay. Works for me. Tom does now sleep. Aw. She's like, now I'm wiped out. What Her is face this? is fully in a tote bag. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Oh, I can't bear it. Alright, so what is this path going to look like for Rachel? I know I got some interesting ones too. Do you want to tell me yours first? Okay. Now, every time you say we have interesting cards, I'm now like cautious preparing that we're going to have the same cards. <laughs> okay. I have the Hierophant and the four of cups again. Oh, different querent, same four of cups. Mm-hmm. I, did I got the ace of swords, okay. the five of wands and the wheel of fortune. From my Hierophant, I think, and from your Ace of Swords especially, I think that some more training needs to take place before the move happens. Yeah, yeah. And especially, I think, yeah. With the Five of Wands coming up, it's kind of like they're, since you're experiencing this conflict, maybe like mm -hmm. something more along the lines of like, business coaching might be the next step rather like yeah. it might be maybe that's something that we need to pull for more but I almost feel like the stuff that you need additional training on is coming from areas of conflict that might arise and you're mm -hmm. already in the herbalism program so if it's something else that's like there's sort of some conflict about then that might be the good thing to reach out for additional training on mm -hmm. um because 
I think that the conflict is the thing that's kind of throwing me off. Like, I totally agree with you. I think with the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. and the four of cups, there's something that you're not quite seeing that you can yeah. use additional help with. So maybe find where there's like the biggest area of conflict in this decision making process and then try to seek out mentorship or training about that specific area mm-hmm. so that you can kind of like move forward more smoothly. The Wheel it, of Fortune. It almost, it almost feels like the herbalism that they're gearing towards right now is too broad. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. they, that it's not that there's not a spe- specific angle that they've quite gotten yet for their like like their market, I guess. I, I hate to say it like that because yeah. it's a business term, but like you know the the niche that they Please, that they I said excel business in coaching, and I don't believe in business coaching at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. Sorry, all my business coach coach friends. No. it's not Wait, something no. that I think would suits everybody in all situations. Oh, but exactly. Right. What you mean. There's like right. There's and I think that that's also where the five of wands is kind of encouraging. Like, uh-huh. Look for where there's. Like, if you're having these conversations with your parents who live with you or your spouse or your children or whatever, and they're expressing concern about an area, dig into that area and find a way to feel right. more strongly about that area. My guess, a lot, just intuitively along with what you were saying, Esther, is that you're totally right about it being kind of more of like a how to make this thing that you're trained to do into a job. Uh-huh. Right. So like, yeah, like the business practices, like how to market yourself, where to go. Like, right. so maybe there's some sort of like, like maybe this is where the wheel of fortune can come into play with it. Maybe there's some apprenticeship opportunity that can help you with those areas where you're not super strong or you're feeling conflict about that you don't have control over. So something mm-hmm. where you're apprenticing stuff is happening around you. You're not in the driver's seat for it, but you're still getting a lot out of it. And then all of those five of wands things could be addressed through additional training as an apprentice. Right. Right. Yeah. It's definitely like a timing thing where now is not the right time to break off on your own, Uh, but time to hone in your skill. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then maybe we should pull further cards about like what that next step could look like or do you want to do timing? Yeah, I think I think next step because timing I think it's a little spicy with like in two years you should do yeah, like exactly totally. this, but next step kind of will give a direction for a feel of time of a of like progression. I yes, guess. totally. All right, so the very next step, the short termest of short term steps. <laughs> oh my god. What did you get? The nine of wands and the ten of cups again. Oh, nice. I got the queen of cups. Oh. And the two of pentacles. Okay. Uh, I really, really like the queen of cups. We've, I think we talked about this in the last episode in this deck where it is like this kind of wise, oh, yes. wise queen doing with a scrying bowl. So like... I feel like that really aligns with having some additional mentorship also. The nine of wands is one of those things where it's like, you're not super stoked about it, but also you're still mm-hmm. able to handle it in right. terms of like carrying all these wands or like, you know, mm-hmm. having to do so many things. And the 10 of cups is really like focusing on sort of like the overarching idea of how beautiful this could be. I think it'll be really helpful. And then the two of pentacles is just balancing your desire to like, 
be the queen of cups versus mm-hmm. have a queen of cups there for you still. So I think that yeah. like, like finding mentorship, figuring out ways to balance your desire to move forward with like getting more of a clear sense of how to assess the things that you're unsure, unsure about and get further training and all that stuff is definitely the mm-hmm. best bet. And yeah, then I, I, is it negative? No, I, I personally, to me, what this kind of feels like is like, the stuff at home needs to be resolved first before you make this step. Because with your husband transitioning, potentially with you having the family, like living in with you, there's some stuff that's going on yeah. with the nine of wands and like with the two of pentacles showing, which is like the daily balancing life stuff and the 10 of cups, it's sort of like that has to kind of align better for you to be able to uh, devote all of your attention and time to the herbalism thing. So yeah. while you're, that's not like adjusted at this time, finding a mentor and finding, you know, being an apprentice will definitely like help you like progress to that spot of like yeah. the 10 of cups happiness. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. And confusing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, sadly, that's life. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Especially with two little kids. I would oh, imagine. Exactly. I have not. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of us have chosen that path. So no. <laughs> we just have to. Assume. We just have two little dogs. Yeah. I just have one little dog, but she's got enough <laughs> legs two two to dogs. account for two. That's true. Enough needs for leg surgeries. Awesome. Well, keep us updated about that, too, yeah. Rachel. I'm very interested in herbalism and. Mm-hmm. Like that pathway. So exciting. That's so cool. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so cool. So cool. All right. So, Yay. this week we are reviewing the Transient Light Tarot by Ari Wisner. Yay. And I'm excited about this. I forgot that I had gotten it when I was in London. I got it at oh. Fredwell's when we saw when I saw my book in person. Oh, yeah. And I thought, because like, I guess my tradition is to buy a deck by an English artist when I'm in England. Oh. And this was there. And I really like it. So yeah. I forgot that it was sort of an impulsive. Like, I don't think I'd seen any of the cards oh. before I purchased it. Because it was just oh, okay. like a, oh, I'll buy this one kind of. Yeah. Oh, so like Ari Wisner, Wisner is a queer artist, graphic designer, illustrator, and tarot deck maker based in South London. This deck was originally a Kickstarter in April of 2021. And this is what he says about the process for making this Uh, deck and I thought it was really beautiful so I'm Mm -hmm. just going to read that Uh, he said especially after year of loss change grief and opportunity for everybody we've been prompted to consider the more important things and how to make new beginnings this is keep in mind April of 2021 that he's writing this so only one year into the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) um Letting the spirit of growth within us and take the lead in our life shifts the focus from the darkness of loss to the beauty of trans transience. Is that the word? I don't think I've ever said that out loud. Yes. Yes, I think so. Transience. Yes. Uh, if we have a spark from the universe within us, what a de- what a delicious brief life this is. The illustration style was inspired by my early ink drawings and recycled craft paper, which is the vibe that I'm so into. Yes. Um, the color palette is limited to inky blue, black, and white to reflect the above polarities. Although based on Rider Waite Smith on the Rider Waite Smith deck, I'm pushing this deck further than the Trinity Tarot deck, which is his previous deck, <clears throat> and is square, which I'm very into. Oh, yes. Um, 
visually interpreting using new imagery and bringing out reflections and polarities. For example, I want to tell the stories of polarity, sustainability, and transience through the cards, especially the cards that have, have twins, like the High Priestess and Hierophant, the Lovers, and the Devil. I've drawn inspiration from personal experiences and symbols, attributing each suit to a symbol. So this is not to say that the names have been changed, but mm -hmm. each of the flower or each of the wands cards have flowers on it. Butterflies for swords, plants, trees, fruits for pentacles, and various types of containers for vessels. <coughs> Sorry, I have to... That's okay. Got a little frog situation. Okay, the about the deck. Uh, the deck in 2022, so this came out in 2021 on Kickstarter. Everything was kind of sent out by October. And then mm -hmm. in 2022, Hay House picked it up um, and published it. And this is what they say about the deck. Unlock transformation, growth, and joy with this beautiful, beautifully crafted, plastic-free tarot deck and discover the powerful opportunities that can emerge from change. Drawing inspiration and symbols from traditional tarot and personal practices, illustrator Ari Weisner has created a diverse, innovative tarot deck that will show you the beauty at the core of change. Okay, one note. It is not yes. diverse. There just are no humans in it. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Or if the humans so, are in there, they're like, they're silhouetted. It's just an eyeball or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. The diversity comes from name changes, which we'll get to yes. in a little bit. Um, where am I? Oh, here we go. Whether joyful or painful, change can be utterly transformational. It is often followed by a new beginning in which we can find healing and growth. Ari explains that no matter what we've done... What we've gone through, good or bad, we're being prompted by the universe to consider the important things in life. See, this is why I need to find my iPad. It's way harder for me to read this shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm oh, like, no. wow, I am not good at this. Um, Ari believes that everyone should be able to see themselves in these cards, regardless of gender identity, sexuality, ethnicity, ability, or body. The cards tell the story of transience, no kindness, and opportunity. They include traditional tarot archetypes and have been renamed to reflect gender-neutral perspectives. And objects and insightful symbols are used instead of the human body in most cards. Three bonus cards are also included, past, present, and future, to be used in your practice however you desire. Including 29 bespoke poems by Fausta Jolie, the accompanying guidebook is full of insightful descriptions and empowering messages. Let the spirit of growth take the lead in your life and shift your focus from darkness to the bright, shining, to the bright shining light of change and opportunity. Um, so now that Hay House has picked this up, you can get it basically anywhere that you would get yes. decks, bookstores, and like you know, local bookstores, online, wherever. Um, I hate that bespoke has become like the internet keyword for like something valued and precious. Like, like please don't use bespoke. No one's using bespoke in years, and all of a sudden, like now, it's like bespoke washers and dryers here, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. That's Sorry. not what that means. Bespoke. It's not what it means at all. Exactly. I'm just, yeah. I'm out bespoken. Okay. I'm out of yeah. the bespokes. <laughs> I totally get it. And I feel like bespoke poems is like, yeah, you were writing a poem for all of these cards. Of course they're bespoke. bespoke to me doesn't mean that. Yeah. I, because anyway. bespoke is supposed to be like individualized. If they were bespoke poems, they would be for each tarot reader, not for each yeah. card. Like it would be like, you bought this deck. Now here's a bespoke poem for you about yes. a card. I agree, Words. but language changes, Esther. It's just like how my pet peeve is the word aesthetic has changed from being a thing that describes that you're using with a, in conjunction with another word to describe 
a, a vibe. Like, oh, oh, I have a very preppy aesthetic to now people just use the word as I don't have a preppy aesthetic. I don't know why I chose that. <laughs> but whatever. No, as an example. So now people just use aesthetic to mean like pretty vibe, which is not my understanding of that word either. Like, oh my God, that's so aesthetic, Esther. Like, what do you mean by that? That's what aesthetic? <laughs> or do you mean that's aesthetically pleasing? In which case that's also fine. But just saying that's so aesthetic means nothing. Anyway, there's, we both have our language. <laughs> we, we are the millennial boomers of language. Well, we're also not prescriptivists at all. And we understand that language changes, but those, we still are allowed to have pet peeves. I'll get over it. Yes, we are. <laughs> Words mean certain things. And a washer cannot be bespoken. Okay? No, a washing machine definitely cannot be bespoken. All right. So this is plastic free, as they say, which is cool. I guess other texts, whenever they have stuff, use plastics. I feel well, like I think having like a coating. Maybe. Well, and a lot of decks have plastic core, but I think okay. it's also about the coating. Okay, okay. Because I was like, that is not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it must just be because a thing. must be, it must be a, a, the core thing, maybe then. Yeah, it must be the core thing. But, and also because they have a care about sustainability, they're going to point that out yeah. specifically, even if it's something that a lot of decks have. Uh, it right, is a sure. hard two piece box, which I love. The texture of the, the cards themselves are. They feel kind of craft papery. I mean, they do have some sort of coating on them, but I definitely get that vibe. Maybe it's just the color. I feel like it's okay. This is not this is not being offensive. It's just like the 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 ten below store tarot deck, but like a one bump up in quality. <laughs> wow. I, but I'm not. But it, tell me, I'm wrong though. It's like for the paper, because ten to the, the ten, ten below stuff. deck was so flimsy. So this is like it's, much thicker. This but is I guess it's you're right, much thicker. But like the similar. paper quality of it is like what you would get like at a ten below, just like not two ten below cards on top of it. The because paper texture. Texture, yeah. Because the ten below card quality is what was so terrible. It was yeah. so thin. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's like it's like two of those cards on top of each other because it's just paper. Like those cards yeah. are paper. These are paper. Yeah, it definitely, which I guess is part of the plastic freeness. It is just paper. Paper, right? Paper. Right. Um, but it, yeah, it does have the two piece deck or two piece box, which I love. It's like a good size. The uh, booklet has been scaled to fit appropriately. Yeah. Which we all know we appreciate. Not yes, it doesn't get stuck in the box. Ass. Thank you very much. The box texture yeah, is actually exactly. really nice too. I want to rub it on my face because it's a really nice texture box. <laughs> yeah, I think that the, the, it has a great aesthetic. No, it's very <laughs> aesthetically pleasing because yeah. also all of the similar, like all of the color consistency, like every single card is on brown craft paper. Yes. All of them just have the green and sort of like the light tan and black mm -hmm. and white. And it's just like very, I know that the Kickstarter explained that it was different colors. Like maybe it was a blue, black and white. Oh yeah. So I don't, I haven't seen the uh, Kickstarter version, but also it's definitely not available anymore because when people go mass market, when they're still Kickstartering, they have to right. just send out the Kickstarter only. And then the rights oh. go to the publisher. Typically, typically right, they right. can only really sell whatever they have left over. So it's not, they're not usually very available. Um, yeah. but I guess I should have looked that up. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me see. If okay. Okay. Uh, transient light. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. I guess he can still buy it from his Etsy. Oh. It looks maybe exactly this is the, the agreement of, yeah, maybe it's just the agreement of, like, hey, here are the rest of the decks that are the indie version, and once those sell out, they sell out. Yeah, let's see. Um... Nope, that is the new edition. He's just selling it through his Oh, he's selling his own? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if a creator has done that before that I remember doing. Yeah, this is also interesting. There's more information about him on his Etsy. It says... This deck was born out of my own journey towards embracing inevitable inevitable impermanence. Growing up in a very religious context, I learned to fear darkness and deny the idea of mortality. But my spiritual journey of loss, love, and self-discovery brought joy and peace. A place where I endeavor to replace fear with acceptance, regret with gratitude, and insecurity with inner strength. Hmm. That's very sweet. That is very sweet. All right, Ari. Maybe I'll buy his other deck here. He's got some oh, cute the square art, one? too. Yeah, the square one, Trinity Tarot. I oh, just right, love right. a square deck. It's very, mm -hmm. like, simplified, but that's really cute. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. What was I saying? Sorry, got distracted. Uh, but, yes, I think you can't get the original version. You can only get the mass market version, which is totally fine. Right. Because it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's nice. I yeah. Like it. So I think that this level of reader wise probably not a very beginner just because of the name no. changes i think that yes. if you were a true beginner you'd be like what is going on here and also what? enough of the cards don't have people on them that you have to sort of know what, especially in the minor arcana you have to sort yes. of know what you're looking at in order to mm -hmm. read with this deck it's stylized pips in my opinion yeah for the most part so it's, it, like even the major arcana are like a stylized pips ish version yeah yeah so i would definitely say you'd want a bit of like knowledge before which you know walking into if this is your first step great it's your first yeah step. you'll be able to but, handle it but i think especially if you're a new reader it would it, it would take a little bit more studying and getting used to yeah than what you probably than what you may want to invest right in totally the and the book itself is helpful in terms of like oh, definition. Yeah. So I don't think it would be impossible, but I just feel like if you want to pick it up and start reading right away, being like an intermediate reader would be helpful. Yes. Um, there are a lot of name changes though. So yes, let's go through are. some of them. The uh, first one is the high priestess is called the revealer. Mm -hmm. It still aligns with the traditional meaning. It just is called the revealer instead. The Empress is called the Nurturer, and it still has the parental figure component, but it just isn't about motherhood. It's still linked mm -hmm. with Venus and all of that stuff. Uh, the Emperor is called the Defender. Ooh. I kind of like that one. Yeah, I like that. It's I, I think it changes or, or makes the Emperor more nuanced than he usually is. Yeah, it's less about, like, strength and more about, like, defense, and I like that, yeah. like, protection. Mm -hmm. Um. The Hierophant yes. is the Proclaimer, which I also mm -hmm. think is super interesting. Yes. I like it when people use Teacher, Proclaimer, all of that sort of thing, because it kind of takes away some of the, like... Religious like, overtones. Un and, and unapproachability. Like, uh, yeah. the Proclaimer is somebody you can go to uh -huh. in a different way. Uh, all the other major arcanas are the same. I mean, the hanged one instead of the hanged man, but that's, like, pretty far for the course, especially if somebody's trying to do gender-neutral... For the right. uh, 
for the court cards, I love these changes. We've I love these same so, changes. In so many contexts over the years. Mm-hmm. But Paige's Apprentice, love that. I love that. Yeah, I love it. Knights are champions. Also mm-hmm. love that. I think that there's so much movement involved with being a champion. Yes. The queen is keeper, of course. Keeper we've seen before. I think that yes. our beloved Mesquite Tarot uses keeper for queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then crown for king, which I like because there's sort of like that leadership and mastery component of it. Yes. Yes. I think that's really cool. Yes. I also love that champion takes away the sort of immaturity kind of the knights have. Yeah. If it makes any sense. I mean, because like, I mean, knights and pages are like in the, in the journey of things a bit quote unquote younger, but, but especially when you change that to champion, it gives more of a, like a a bit of maturity or a bit more thoughtfulness to the knight than what usually exists. Right. And even the having the apprentice instead of the page, it kind of does the same thing. It adds like yeah. more thoughtfulness to it. Like yeah. an apprentice is not somebody who's like brand brand new. Like they don't know what they're doing necessarily. Uh-huh. I mean, not in all cases. I think that in the modern conception of an apprentice, they totally know what they're doing. They just need to get like oh, right. hours completed or whatever. But mm-hmm. in sort of the more like older traditional idea of an apprentice, it's not that they are like just barely even guessing that this is something they want to do. It's just that they're still learning. They're still figuring it out, which I totally love. Right. Me too. So yeah, I think that the name changes are all really successful. I like the major arcana name changes. I like the court card name changes. I think that those are all really strong. Me too. And then what would you say the general vibe is? It's kind of like, sort of like hipster minimalist. Like it's a very millennial feeling deck. Folky. Folky, yeah, maybe a little folky. folky. Yeah, like like <laughs> like very handmade folky kind of. Like uh people who listen to Hozier. <laughs> yes, yes, Hozier or guitarists that shout Mumford and use and their sons. feet for drums. Yeah, exactly. No, uh <laughs> Natalie told me there's a name for that. Because oh. that's her favorite genre of music. Oh really? It's like something stomp, I don't remember, but it's like yeah, it's like very like like Mumford and Sons. Yes. Hosier, uh, Farmer's Market, yes. attendees, like very millennial, yes. like what we all hipsters. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a negative way. I do think no. that hipsters sort of are seen that way, but just in a very like, you know, I know a lot about single origin coffee kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm describing people I love here. Yo, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> But would you or would you not put, do a, a pour over pulled shot of espresso over ice? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, would yes. I personally? Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. Okay. I don't care. My drink okay. for, I mean, I worked in coffee shops for so long, but when I first started advising, I, we would all go get coffee in the morning and it's so freaking hot that I would always just get two shots of espresso over ice as my drink. That, to the point where when I walked through the door, they'd start pulling the shots because they knew that's what I wanted. <laughs> did, did I tell you about my, my brother tried to order two shots of espresso over ice and the barista in town refused to no do it? No way. <laughs> yes. Because it's at, it's at the, like, the, the, the hoity-toity coffee shop. And he's yeah. like, you know, because he, can you pull and do, I, you know, my wife, my kids have stuff. And then he's like, can, you know, I'd like to shop espresso over ice. He's like, I refuse to do that to our coffee. And oh, he's my like, God. So my brother ordered. He's like, okay, then uh, he was like, okay, I'll then take... just give me two shots of espresso. Yeah. When he went up to the counter to pick up his order, he asked the other girl, can I have a cup of ice? <laughs> And so he just poured it there himself. It's just an iced just... Americano. Here's the, that's like the difference between second wave coffee and third wave coffee is that 
that is like it's so snobby to be like no I wouldn't do that for a coffee like oh okay well I'm buying it and I don't right. give a shit I would like yeah. to drink it this way I like it that way because first of all it's hot as fuck outside yeah exactly and no one wants to drink okay. two shots of espresso and it's, it's like hot. the same idea where people would be like well if you if you let your shot die like if you don't pour milk in it in 30 seconds it's it's gross like no it isn't yeah. it's absolutely fine yeah like the thing is you, my man, you may not want to drink it that way, but I do. So, yeah. and I'm paying it for, so shut up. Yeah. So just I definitely pass, would just do, pass it to somebody else. To I've do, seen if people, you can't do it. I've seen people turn it down because they're like, oh, they're just going to go over to the milk bar and fill the rest up with milk. And they think they're getting oh. a better deal if they just order two shots of espresso over ice and then turn it into an ice latte on their own. But I've never heard of people denying it because of the coffee value in and of itself. Yes. Like, just be uh, a snob about it to yourself. Don't say no to yeah. people. But, and also, this is not like a coffee competition where right. he's drinking coffee. Right. Like, this is just We're him getting a morning cup of coffee. notes. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Anyway, exactly. Sorry, I just had to ask and, and be funny and about also, the hipsters being elitist. Brooke, I don't know if you even still listen to this podcast, but Brooke, if you're listening to this podcast near Lauren, please apologize to Lauren if anything I said offended her. I do have a friend <laughs> from college who works in coffee still. I don't uh, think that she'd be offended because she's no. incredibly cool. But yeah, <laughs> Brooke, if you're listening, this is not about <laughs> Lauren. She's great. It's not about anyone that we judge know. Anyone. Like Lauren has such a cool job because she trains people about coffee. So oh. like she right out of college started working. For, like we obviously worked in a coffee shop together in college. And then she started right. working for Portland Roasters after that. And she was like training all the baristas who used Portland Roasters coffee and she mm-hmm. like judges coffee competitions. Like she's so involved in that world. So I, but I also know that she would be like, yeah, this haggard dad who's asking for a double shot of espresso over ice doesn't need me to give my opinion about how, what that's doing to his coffee <laughs> because she's a rational person. <laughs> like give me one thing. If it was going to, he's like, Hey man, this is not good for your liver. You may want to like cut right, it down or exactly. whatever. Exactly. That this is just someone the way, like, enjoy. and he just did it in the car. He, like, poured it in this cup in the car. Like, it was just, like, he's just going to do it anyway. Right. I would have poured it right in front. I would have had him, I would have gotten a cup of ice and I would have had him pour it. Because that's where I'm at, the, the divorce stage. So I'm like, I was no, going to say, you wouldn't. You don't like conflict. Unless it was a dude. If it was some It was a dude, dude that was being dude. rude to me. Yeah. I would absolutely probably, like, burn it to the ground. I would, I would be like, no, no, no. Now pour no. it, bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pour it and cry, okay? Yeah, I want to see tears. (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious. But no, I did drink a lot. It's so funny considering that I don't drink caffeine at all anymore. How Uh many double shots of espresso over ice I've had in my entire life. Or just shots of espresso. I mean, I used to drink so much coffee. And now I'm like, no, it makes me too anxious. (laughs) Anyway, I want to hear about your favorite cards in the Transient Light Tarot, which definitely would be sold at a coffee shop near you. It would absolutely be sold. Okay, I enjoy... Okay, wait, I'm, I'm moving this to this pile. Okay, moving. Okay, I, first of all, enjoy... No, moving this to this pile. Okay, I enjoyed the <laughs> Ten of Wands. Sorry, the, my piles got confused. I love the Ten of Wands, too. I love the little bundles of sticks Yeah, there. that's one of my selections. Also, and here's why and I like it, Esther. Beautiful basket. The basket makes it so much less stressful. So, like, yeah, yes. it's carrying a lot of stuff, but it isn't hurting you because you're prepared. Right. You have yeah. a thing to carry uh-huh. these 10 wands and it just feels like yeah. it changes the meaning just enough to make it like not feel like it's still overwhelming, but it's not something right. that's like 
damaging you in the same way mm-hmm. that a writer Wade Smith's Ten of Wands right. feels like it is. Like this feels it's kind of like handleable. wand storage, and you gotta deal with them at yeah, some point, exactly. but they can stay there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's handles, so if you yeah. need to carry it, you can. If you want to get a friend to help you carry it, you can. It just makes the burden feel so much more manageable, and so I really love yes. that card too. I totally agree with you. I also like the sun because there's no baby but an eyeball. <laughs> It looks kind of like an alien UFO, like it trying does. to yeah, there's like trying to take up the, the flowers below it. Eye. It's kidnapping the flowers. The flowers <laughs> are is. our leaders. What are we supposed to say? It kind of like looks like what was it? The the Welcome to Night Veil. Yeah, eyeball. kind of. Okay. Anyway, uh, my next favorite one is the Apprentice of Swords. So the Page of Swords. It has like it's books books being stabbed by a sword with yeah. an eyeball on it. And I just I just love books, and I just think this is a very like where the page of swords is studying all the things and they must do all the things all the time. Yeah. With the studying and the intellectual stuff. So I like that depiction of it. I like it too, because it's not just like about thoughts. It's also about like learning. Yes. And then my last favorite card is the nine of coins because oh, I just like this formation. Oh yeah. Cause it's like the, the grapes around like are in the four corners of the card and they're so beautiful. And then the formation of the, Coins, I think, is just also delightful. So yeah. if that one's it's like a really st- symmetrical, yeah, that you used it so. the way that I approve of. So good job. Thank you. Uh, I try. I have some that I chose as favorites just because I really liked them. I like them okay. aesthetically. Uh, and some that I chose as favorites because I like the slight difference to meaning. So I'll talk about the ones that I just really like aesthetically first. Okay. And then I'll talk about the meaning one. So I love the moon. Again, it's like a symmetry thing where it just has like the light shining down from the moon has a really interesting color situation where like Mm -hmm. it kind of alternates the tan and the black in a pattern to kind of indicate light shining from the moon, which I always love. And I just love moon cards in general. They tend to really like hit me where it feels good mentally. Um, I also really love the star kind of for the same reason. It's like a big figure that's kind of like not really a human. It looks almost like the galaxy itself holding a bowl, pouring water into the ocean. And the person at the galaxy itself has a bunch of like tattoos almost of like different earth related things. And I just think it's Uh really striking with the contrast between the blackness of the figure and the white, or I guess, yeah, whiteness of the water that is being poured out. It's just like mm-hmm. a really, really pretty card. Yeah. Um. Also, aesthetically, I love the Ten of Swords. It's also a symmetry oh, thing. Yes. But I like how some of the swords are broken. Like, yeah. this is something that's, like, destroyed in some ways. Um. It doesn't change mm-hmm. the meaning, but I just think it's such a cool representation of the battle fought at the Ten of Swords. Like yes. how exhausted and just over it the card is. I just think that's really cool. Um, I also love the three of vessels, which is three. Oh, yes, vessels yes. is interesting. And, and one of my WTF cards or hot cards is also a vessels card. Me but too. they it's three paint tubes mm-hmm. and the paintbrush above it is using all three of the colors of the paint to like paint a big swath across the sky. And I just think that it's both really pretty because I love those colors. It's also the three colors of the deck, the white, the black, and the green. And I just like the idea of, like, kind of working together in this context of, like, paint being mixed and stuff. Yes. And then the one that I like, the it doesn't change the meaning, but I think it's a really unique representation of the meaning, is the eight of vessels. So the eight of cups. 
And did you not like this one? Is this one of your That hearts? was my one of my WTF cards. Oh. So what I like about it is the, I mean, so normally we've talked about this a lot with eight of, eight of cups. It's like a sense of like, okay, I've done it. I've accomplished this. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And for me, I forget about the sorrow component or like the idea that okay. there could be some incompleteness to that. And mm-hmm. because this uh, eight of vessels is like a vase that's been put back together, but not completely, there's still a missing piece. It reminded me more of that sense of like loss and like okay. not being completely done. Whereas like okay. I think traditionally for me, I always think of the eight of vessels being more like, well, I've done it, now I'm done. This is right, has right. more of a sense of sorrow about it, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It changes the meaning, but I just think it's also really pretty. Yeah. Tell me why it was your one of your ha cards. So well, especially because especially like looking at it first on, it's like, okay, this is it, there are like little tiny footprints at the bottom, but there's not that moving on component that we yeah. get with this at all. Yeah. Like in, I even like read the definition and the definition is like, you know, like um, in like Japanese pottery, when they put something back together with right. like the gold thing, yes. you know, it's really beautiful. And you just need to like, look at this thing as like, even though it's not complete anymore, it's like still usable, still whatever. Yeah. To me, because there's not that moving on component, you kind of lose that in the deck does that make sense because there are oh, other yeah. moving on forward cards but because i guess i didn't like, even notice what the six of swords looks like yeah so it's it's just kind of like where typically we see the eight like, at least you and i see the eight of cups is like like you said like a positive moving forward of accomplishment yeah. sort of and this one can be sorrowful like you know some regrets that you've had in moving on or yeah. you know some of that that's but great it's less empowering but and it's and it's kind of stagnant yeah. is kind of what so it feels like with this pot so that's why i that's why it was like a wtf card to me because like the stagnation exists here yeah i think that totally makes sense so i mean like like i said like there's some tiny 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 footprints at the bottom that you could kind of put on like you yeah. know you've recreated this really this thing that you know um, like you could, you could interpret it as like, oh, you've, you fixed this thing that was broken and now it's time to move on. Like you, it could, but that's definitely like something that you would have to be intentional about in that. Does yeah. that make any sense? Yeah. And I guess the artwork that also doesn't brings be, up isn't obvious point, with which it. like the six of swords and our favorite and my favorite like, oh, right. representation is empowering, but normally the six of swords is not empowering. So it, I feel like the eight of cups six of swords should be switched almost yeah yeah interesting okay so my i have two uh cards one is okay the champion of vessels just because i think that a counting a backpack as a vessel is pushing it to me oh yeah yeah <laughs> i think it's like yeah i thought it was a cute card but it's just, yes it I is agree. cute i just take umbrage with the idea of a backpack as a vessel and then my other one is the death card because it looks okay. so much like a moon card to me but oh I'm yeah like, it I does have a, a little bit of a struggle and i know that like in rider wade smith some people say the background where and like behind oh, the right. death figure is the same as the moon uh-huh. but the focus on the two towers and the river here with the only real indicator of death being the skull, it just feels yeah. like it's more like the moon card than a death card. Yeah. So it might be trying to soften it up too much or something, but it just is like, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite death card I've ever seen. And there are such cards that I like so much more that it's like right. a little like, eh, that's a right. weak spot. Uh, my hunk card is the revealer, AKA the high priestess, because why did we have to put BJ on it? <laughs> It could we have don't just have been one black it. jar and one white jar. It didn't yeah. need to have that. 
It doesn't need to have a blowjob right on there. Like, <laughs> we don't need it. Well, there's the symbolism of those whatevers. I don't even... Well, but, but just like, just it just had, like you said, white jar, black jar, or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's we would have gotten but it because like, that's what the... But just having is. a giant BJ on there is not yeah. helpful. For people for those who of read us. tarot, we know that what it means. But if you were using this without being, but like even a tarot if we reader. don't, like even if we read tarot, I'm, I look at it and I'm like Bester and Jester, Bob and Job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? What is going on? These these mean things. Like the thing is, if you're going to recreate the deck and do it modern, like this deck has, yeah, I understand. Like deferring back to ancient things, but not ancient things that don't matter. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the B and the J, nobody knows, like that doesn't recall anything from people. They just know like, oh, maybe that's on the high priestess, you know, card. But it doesn't like bring back any thoughts of like, oh, hey, the high priestess means this. This It just means two random words that Arthur Waite decided to put on there. Yeah, exactly. That freaking guy. (laughs) No offense. I'm just saying. No, no offense. What do you mean? I'm not offended. I don't care. Okay. I also, I will also mention they have like a past, present, future, like you mentioned, but they oh, all yeah. connect and you can switch them around to connect. Yeah. So they kind of look like, str- like artistic strands of DNA and then in the DNA, the future is like, a, like stars and moon, the moon and the sun. And the present is, I can't remember. Present is a uh, hourglass. Oh, right. Yeah. And yeah, the future is moons, planets, stars, and the past is DNA, more DNA strands inside. They're cute, so like and they're ancestral. also the only cars cards with more primary colors. There's like orange yes. and blue and red and stuff. Yes, I think that was a, ni- a nice little idea, a nice little bonus because I, yeah. I like you know spread spread cards. Totally, they're awesome. So yeah, that was the Transient Light Tarot. Big fan. Yay. I really like it a lot. Yeah, me too. And that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find our contact information and question submission form at wildlytarot.com. And Esther scrolling down, scrolling down even more. Okay, buy our book, The History of Tarot Art. It's available wherever books are sold, and we want to keep it that way. Yes, we do. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast, at Celestial Esther, and at Holly Enchanted. Also, join our Facebook community by searching for all of your podcasts on Facebook, or join our Discord server, which is linked in the show notes. Heck yes, it is. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you so much. We do, we do.